0: Welcome to the Uncle Eric Presents Crime Fiction Podcast featuring classic radio shows, crime, murder mysteries, and suspense shows. We're so glad you tuned in for this current classic episode. But first, a few show comments and episode notes from Uncle
1: Eric. Welcome back, folks, to another exciting episode from the Uncle Eric Presents classic radio series. Today, we present another great episode from the Mystery is My Hobby series. This thrilling episode is titled, Who Killed David Austin? Today's plot, a wealthy older man is murdered, and suspicion soon falls on the recently returned black sheep of his family. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At Critter Caper, you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. There are great pet care and training videos as well. If you're an animal lover, CritterCaper.com is just for you. So please give CritterCaper.com a visit it's addicting too. If you can, you can help Uncle Eric keep this podcast up and running, by becoming a Patreon supporter at the support link below. Thanks a million. Also, you can visit uncleeric.com as well, to listen to all the currently available podcast categories and episodes. Now, enjoy this great episode of Mystery Is My Hobby titled, Who Killed David Austin. Mystery is my hobby.
2: Inspector Danton and I had spent the evening playing chess at the Lamplighter's Club. It was shortly after 11 o'clock when I got back to my apartment. Almost at once, the telephone began ringing. Hello, Drake speaking.
3: Hello, Bart, this is Dan. Well, Inspector,
2: couldn't you sleep after that trimming I gave you at the club? Bart,
3: listen, I just had a call from a party named Austin. You know the family. They live down in Port Washington.
2: Oh, yes, yes, of course. David Austin was once one of our leading industrialists. Right now he's retired, living on his millions.
3: Yeah, well, right now he's neither retired nor living on his millions. He's dead. Dead? Yeah, dead, dead. Shot through the heart with a thirty-eight caliber
2: gun. The guy who called me said he was murdered. And who is the guy who called you, Inspector?
3: The name of William Austin. He's Dave's nephew. Well, he not only says his uncle was murdered, but he knows who's guilty.
2: Well, tell me more, Inspector. What's the guilty party's name?
3: Ernie Forbes. He's Bill Austin's cousin, which makes David Austin also his uncle.
2: Well, biologically, that's 100% correct, Inspector. Huh?
3: Yeah. Now, here's a gimmick. Ernie just got out of jail a month ago, and this afternoon he landed in New York.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
3: Yeah. So, naturally, Bill Austin wants me to come down and arrest Cousin Ernie right away.
2: Well, why don't you, Inspector?
3: Why don't I? I'm going to. That's why I'm calling you. Don't you want to come along? No,
2: thanks, Inspector. It all sounds too cut and dried for me. If you don't mind, I'm going to bed.
3: Huh? Oh, look, Bart, maybe there'll be complications.
2: If there uh, maybe... are, Inspector, don't fail to let me know. Thanks for calling, old man.
3: Listen, Bart, my
2: gosh. Good sake... night. <laughs> oh, no, God, you're trying to rout me out just because he likes company. Hello?
4: Hello. May I speak to Barton Drake, please? This is Drake. Mr. Drake, this is Francis Austin. Something terrible has happened
2: eh? Really? What is it?
4: My uncle, David Austin, has just been murdered.
2: Murdered? Are you sure? I'm
4: positive. My cousin, Bill, just shot him.
2: Bill? Well, look here, Miss Austin. I brother... know he
4: did it, Mr. Drake. I practically saw him. I want you to come out right away and arrest him. I'm
2: afraid you've called the wrong party, Miss Austin. I have no authority to arrest anyone. Why don't you call the police?
4: I can't. Mr. Drake, can't you do something? Well,
2: possibly I can, Miss Austin. Wait until I get there, please, and disturb nothing. Hurry. I'll be there as soon as I can, Miss Austin. Goodbye. Looks oh, like a busy night for suspicions. Oh, I who's calling this time of night. Well, what can I do for you?
5: Your name's Drake, isn't it? Barton Drake.
2: Yes, that's right. However, at the moment I'm uh,
5: I'm Ernie Forbes. Guess you heard of my uncle, David Austin? Ernie Forbes, then. I see. What's on your mind, Ernie? Uh, you're a detective, aren't you, Drake? Of a sort. Okay, I'm in a jam. In about an hour, the cops are going to be looking for me because I'm supposed to have murdered somebody. Oh,
2: and whom are you supposed to have murdered, Annie?
5: My uncle, Dave Austin. But
2: of course you're not
5: guilty. That's it. I'm not guilty. My cousin Franny did it.
2: You can prove that?
5: No. All I know is I saw her sitting in her room with a gun. What gun? The gun that was used to knock off Uncle Dave. Only I, mean, I can't prove nothing. That's where you come in. I see. I'm supposed to prove Franny guilty. I don't care what you do about Franny. Hmm? All I want you to do is prove that I'm not guilty. Look, Drake, when this story breaks, it's going to be a mess. And I'm going to be the fall guy. Oh,
2: and why are you going to be the fall guy,
5: Ernie? Well, it's like this. I got two cousins, Franny and Bill Austin. They're high class society stuff. They've been living with Uncle Davey, sort of looking after him in his old age-like. And what have you been doing? Me, I like to get around. I stay in one place long, I get itchy feet. So a while back, I decided to become the family's black sheep. Well, and were you successful at it? No, I did all right. The thing is, when I walked out on the setup, I kissed goodbye to my share of Unk's dough. After all, Bill and Franny were willing to stick around, be nursemaids to the old boy, Lee Crope. I figured they deserved to get their leavings. Yes, yeah, that sounds reasonable, honey. But all the time, I get letters from Unk asking me to come back home and start being a good boy. I don't pay no attention to the letters. Till the one that come last week.
2: There was something special in that letter?
5: Yeah. Uncle's scared, he says. He needs me. Scared? Of what? Scared he was gonna be knocked off. It seems according to the letter, Bill and Franny got tired of waiting for him to kick the bucket and decided to help things along. Them things sometimes happen, you know, Drake. Indeed they do, Arnie. Please go on with your story. Well, Frankly, I wouldn't have given the matter another thought. Except that in this letter, Unc says, if I'll come home and be his ever-loving nephew, he'll boot Franny and Bill out and give me the dough. Hmm.
2: So you decided to abandon black sheeping and come home and become your uncle's ever-loving nephew? Well,
5: who wouldn't when there's five million bucks in the kitty? Besides, if Franny and Bill are planning to knock off Unc, I figured the least I could do was try and put the bee on him.
2: But you arrived too late to put the bee on them?
5: That's it. I got in town this afternoon. Tonight Unc gets it right through the ticker. Mm. And I'm telling you, Drake, it looks like I'm the guilty party. Why do you say that, Annie? Because I'm in my room across the hall from Unc, see? Yes? I hear a shot. I go galloping across the hall, find Unc on the floor with a gun beside him. And like a jerk, I pick the gun up and I'm standing there holding it when Bill comes prancing in. Well, rather embarrassing, I should think. Huh? You ain't kidding. I lost my head and socked Bill over the noggin with the gun got out of there. Where's the gun now? Oh, well, that's it. I must have dropped it in the excitement, which is a fact I discover after I get outside the house. Mm
2: hmm. So you decided to go back?
5: Yeah. Only, uh, when I get to the top of the stairs, I see Franny going into her room and she's got the gun. So naturally, you assumed that it was Franny who'd murdered Uncle David. Yeah. Now, look, Drake. During the past five years, I haven't been what you might call a saint. With my background and my fingerprints on that gun and Bill's testimony, I got a feeling that I'm up a tree. Yes, you certainly are, Ernie. Have you the letter that your Uncle David wrote you? Yeah, sure. Got it right here. Go ahead and read it. Thank you.
2: Hmm. My dear nephew Ernest, I hope that this letter reaches you soon enough. Let me see. And in conclusion, I urge you to return to New York as soon as possible to take your rightful place in my household. Well, it's all there, as you said, Ernie. However, I'm afraid this letter will help very little in your efforts to prove yourself innocent.
5: What do you mean it won't help? Look, if Uncle asked me to come yes, back.
2: Yes, I know, but since the letter is typewritten, how are you going to prove that your uncle wrote it?
5: Ah, never thought of that. You see? Drake, you're supposed to be a detective. How am I going to beat this rap? I haven't the slightest idea, Ernie. I see. Okay, Drake, take a look at this. Well, that's rather a large roll of bills. There's two grand in that roll, Drake. It's every dime I own. Get me out of this jam and it's yours. I think I can see your point, Ernie.
2: Your uncle's fortune is worth five millions. You think the two thousand against five millions are pretty good odds.
5: Yeah. Two grand in my life against five millions in your reputation. Is it a deal, Drake? It's a deal, honey.
2: Only, frankly, I think you're being pretty much of a fool.
3: Yes? Hello, lady. Somebody telephoned. Oh, a... Mr. Drake. Thank goodness you...
4: Good heavens, are you Barton Drake?
3: No, I'm not Barton Drake. I'm Inspector Noah Danton, and The if... police? That's right, lady, you see... Then Barton Drake did call the police. Just a minute. How does Drake figure in on this deal anyway? I
4: expressly told him not to. I'll
3: bet that impressed him. Now, look...
4: I'm sorry, that... Inspector Danton. I'll not have you coming here and cluttering up the house. The next thing we know, they'll be reported. Now,
3: whoa, just a minute, lady. Back up. Now, I'm going to clutter up the house whether you like it or not. And maybe there'll be reporters here, too.
4: Will there? We'll see about that.
3: All right, we'll see. Now, where's the body? And where's this Bill Austin and Ernie? And who are you, by the way?
4: How did you know about Ernie? I didn't tell Barton Drake anything. Stop talking
3: about Drake. He isn't coming. Now, do you answer my questions or do I go looking myself? That won't be necessary, Inspector Danton. I'll answer your questions. Huh? Are you Bill Austin? Yes, it was I who called you. Fran, what's all this talk about Barton Drake? Never
4: mind about Drake. You certainly had your nerve calling the police, Bill. I suppose you thought that would divert suspicion from yourself. Oh,
3: Frank! for heaven's sake, stop being so ridiculous. Come along upstairs, Inspector. I'll show you how it happened. That's a good idea. So one of you thought Cousin Ernie did the shooting, and one of you thought Cousin Bill did it. Uh, who does Ernie think is guilty? He'll probably
4: accuse me. Although, of course, that's utter nonsense.
3: Oh, Sure. Uh, where's this any now? Well, if we knew, Inspector Danton, I think our troubles would be over. Uh, This is the room here. Okay, you two stay here. Let me look around. That's Austin on the floor, eh? Yes, yes, as you can see. Now, never mind. I can see, all right. Where's the gun?
4: I have it in my room. I rather thought you'd want to see the gun, Inspector.
3: What? You mean you picked it up?
4: Of course. How else do you think I got it to my room?
3: Well, I'll be... Look, let me get this straight. Who else touched that gun?
4: Bill did. After I heard the shot... I came running in here and found Bill standing over Uncle David's body with the gun in his hand. Naturally, I suppose that it was he who had shot Uncle David.
3: There's just one thing wrong with that story. Before Fran got here, I came in and found Ernie standing over Uncle David's body with the gun in his hand. Well, 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 there's just dandy. Three sets of fingerprints on the lethal weapon. My, my. Now tell me, Bob, what did Ernie do when you caught him red-handed like that? He hit me with the gun and ran. I was only out a minute. When I came to, the gun was lying on the floor. I picked it up and started out after Ernie and met Fran here coming in. And, of course, Fran told you which way Ernie had run because she must have met him in the hall.
4: No, I, I didn't. I was asleep in my bedroom when the shot came. It took me a few minutes to collect my senses enough to realize what had happened. Hmm.
3: Listen, what's the matter with you? The car stopped out in front of the house. I'm going to see who it is.
4: Who in the world will be coming here at this time of night?
3: It's Ernie. He just got out of a cab. Well, what do you want us to do, Inspector, Dan? We'll just sit tight and see what happens. Turn off those lights, Austin. Okay. You two get up against the wall uh, Let me handle this. This is something I can't figure at all. What's Ernie doing back here unless he's as innocent as a newborn babe? Then he's after his gun. That was her own theory, Inspector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, only that theory's truck eyed when you stop to think I... that... There's
4: someone in the hall outside. Okay,
3: saw. you two keep behind me. All right, Ernie, get your hands up. No tricks, now turn on those lights, Austin. Right.
2: Well, Inspector, you certainly look determined with that gun in your hand.
3: Bart, what the devil? Bart,
2: are you Bart and Drake? Yes, I am. I imagine you're Miss Austin, and this must be your cousin Bill. Now,
3: just a minute, just a minute.
2: Bart, what kind of a gag is this? It's no gag, Inspector. Ernie asked me if I'd check up on a few facts concerning his uncle's uh, death. He right Ernie, is he here?
3: Sure,
5: I'm here. Is he drink? I told you if I came back they'd be laying
3: for me. Why not? From where I sit, you're the gilly party, Bob, and it's my Just duty. Just a minute,
5: to... Inspector. Have you a warrant for Ernie's arrest? No,
3: does but does the
2: evidence you have indicate he's any more guilty than Bill or Frank Well, I if uh... Ernie's motive's any stronger than that of his two cousins, maybe not. Sorry, but... Inspector. Ernie's my client, and I must warn you that I will be forced to take steps if you arrest him without sufficient evidence.
3: Big help you turned out to be, bud. What are you fishing through that filing cabinet for? Yeah,
2: here we are. Let's see now.
3: When I asked you to come out here with me, you said you couldn't. Sorry, Inspector, too cut and dried. Ernie offers you a slice of dough and your pour... uh uh-uh. uh, here we are. What do you mean here we are? Why don't you answer my question? What's the idea of telling me you'll take steps? Ernie's my client. I must warn you, Inspector, that I'll have to take steps. gone it, Bart. What's the idea? Hmm? Oh, sorry, Inspector. Did you say something? Oh, no. I didn't say a thing.
2: Not a thing. Oh, good. Inspector, see that package of letters lying on the desk? Sure, I see them. I'm not blind. Those letters, Inspector, were written by David Austin to his nephew, Ernie, urging Ernie to abandon his wayward habits and return to New York. So what? These papers that I have just removed from David Austin's filing cabinet are carbon copies of some of those letters. Now,
3: isn't that remarkable? So Uncle Dave wrote Ernie some letters urging him to come back to New York. So Ernie came. So now, where are
2: we? I want you to look closely at the envelopes of Bernie's letters, Inspector,
3: especially the stamps. Do you uh, notice anything unusual? Well, no. Some of them are upside down, some of them are coming loose, and some of them are practically missing. What's unusual? Inspector, this is important evidence. It proves that my
2: client, Ernie, had good cause to be here in this house tonight, doesn't it? Bart,
3: have you suddenly gone crazy? What? What's proving that got to do with anything? And what's all this hocus-pocus about your client, Ernie? Look, are you with me or against me on this case?
2: I'm placing this evidence in your hands, Inspector. I suggest that you peruse carefully. I'm warning you of the consequences if you don't. That's the second time you've warned me, and I'm sick of it. Brenda, pick up those letters and come along, Inspector.
3: Okay. I'll be along.
2: Ah, there you are, Ernie. Well, Bill, too. When did you get back, Bill? Back? Back from where? I haven't been anyplace.
4: Bill Austin, that's a lie. I saw you out on the corridor only a few minutes ago. Are
3: you crazy? Ernie and I have been sitting here ever since Drake and Danton left us. Haven't we, Ernie?
4: Yep. Haven't budged an inch. The idea. You're both lying. Never
2: mind, Miss Austin. It isn't important. Oh, come in, Inspector.
3: Have you got the letters? Yeah, I got them right here in my pocket. Good.
2: Ernie, we found carbon copies of some of the letters your uncle wrote to you. I'm glad to say that proves you were telling the truth.
5: Well, match. you didn't think I'd lie to you, did you?
2: Not I, Ernie, but others might. Now then, if Bill and Fran knew that your letter was writing... uh, Your uncle was writing you letters requesting that you return to the family fold... It would give them both a good motive for murder, wouldn't it?
5: That's what I figured. For well, the
2: idea... What the devil are you talking about, Drake? I'm talking about the possibility of your murdering Uncle David, Bill, before he had a chance to change his will in Ernie's favor.
3: <laughs> you're going to have a fine time proving that.
2: Yes, possibly you're right.
3: By the way, Miss Austin,
2: your uncle had a secretary, didn't he?
4: Yes, of course. Her name is Pauline Milford. She came here to the house every day to take dictation.
2: Mm-hmm. May I have her address, please? What do you want Pauline's address for? What's she got to do with it? Oh, it's nothing important, Bill. Tomorrow, the inspector and I will want to ask Miss Milford some routine questions. You were about to give us Miss Milford's address, Miss Austin?
4: It's 32 West Acorn Street, but I don't see...
2: 32 West Acorn, thank you. Well, Inspector, it turned out to be a cut-and-dried affair after all, didn't it? No. I think you're way off the beam. (laughs) Now, (laughs) Inspector, why do you always hate to see a case solved without dramatics? You know as well as I do that when we check the fingerprints on that gun, we're going to find that David Austin shot it. Do I?
3: I don't think so. And I'll tell you tell why me later, I don't Inspector, think so. Tell me Inspector.
2: Tell me later. We've inconvenienced these people enough as it is. I suggest that you all go to bed and get some sleep. We'll call you in the morning and let you know what the fingerprints show. Come along, Inspector.
3: All right, I'm coming, but if you think... <laughs>
2: Thank you very much, Miss Milford. Yes, I understand. Yes. We'll be at your apartment in 15 minutes. Goodbye. Now, let's see. 32 A Street is four blocks north and two east. Uh, all right, Inspector. Start her up and let's go.
3: What were you doing in that drugstore?
2: Oh, I was making a telephone call, Inspector. Oh, you were? Yes. I called
3: Miss Pauline Milford. Pity to get her out of bed at this time of night. I suppose I'm a sucker for asking... uh, What were you calling Miss Milford for? Hmm?
2: Oh, uh, I asked her if you and I might borrow her apartment until 8 o'clock tomorrow morning.
3: Naturally, she agreed. That's where we're going now. Oh, so that's where we're going now. Right. That's what you think. I'm driving this car, don't forget. So you are, Inspector.
2: Otherwise, we wouldn't have gone through that red light. Gone through (laughs) that...
3: By golly, in a minute, Bud. I'm going to sound off. There's just so much of this sort of stuff I can take, even from you. What is it you want to know, Inspector? Plenty. In the first place, how do you think you're going to prove that David Austin shot himself just because his left-handed fingerprints might be on that gun?
2: I don't, Inspector.
3: Then why did you tell those kids that you could? Ah,
2: those kids, Inspector, aren't as quick-minded as you. I estimate it will be at least an hour before it occurs to them that my theory about the thumbprint was ridiculous. So when they figure it out, what are they going to do? One of them is going to head for 32 West Acorn Street with the idea of murdering Miss Pauline Milford. Murdering Pauline Milford? Right. What do they want to murder Austin's secretary for? Turn here, Inspector. This is Acorn Street. Because Miss Milford, Inspector, is the only one who can prove the identity of the person who murdered David Austin.
3: She is, huh? Well, why didn't you ask her who was Givy when you talked to her on the
2: telephone? Slow down, Inspector. I think 32 must be along here somewhere. My idea is to trap the murderer, Inspector. Otherwise, we might have difficulty in proving his or
3: her guilt. Well, all right. I suppose it'll turn out okay. It always does. Only I'm beginning to get one of my headaches. Yes, this is it, Inspector. Number 32. Let's go in. Sometime I'm going to get sore at you, Buck. Make you tell me what you're up to or else. Or else what,
2: Inspector? Ah, here's the directory. Let's see. Um, Milford, Pauline, apartment number 20. That'll be on the second floor. There's
3: the elevator over there. Mm-hmm. Or else, by golly, I'm going to do something about it. Here's the second floor button, will you, Inspector? Okay. I don't blame you, Inspector. I must be
2: a very annoying person.
3: I hate to put the screws on, Bart, but there's a limit to what a man in my position can take. Here we are. I'll open the door. I can see your point of view
2: perfectly, Inspector. The next time I handle a case, I shall spare you embarrassment by neglecting to ask you to come along.
3: Oh, I don't know. We have to go that far. Well, all I ask is a reasonable amount of consideration. 18,
2: 19, 20. Twenty, here we are. I'm not
3: a hard guy to get along with at all. When you come right down to it. Let's see, now Miss Murford said there was always another key in the nail above the door. Yeah, here it is. As a matter of fact, I'm downright agreeable, now that I think about it. The
2: light switch must be here on the wall someplace.
3: There we are. Step inside, Inspector, and close the door, please. Yes, sir. When you come right down to it... Hey! Look! There's a babe sitting in that chair. Good heavens. Inspector, stay where
2: you are. What's the matter? Is she dead? No, just frightened. Don't move closer. You'll be in the line of fire. Get your gun out, quick. All right.
5: Keep your hand away from your pocket, copper.
2: Well, well. My client, Ernie.
5: Yeah. Your client, Ernie. Drake, I got to admit that you're smarter than I gave you credit for. Thank
2: you, Ernie. Frankly, I must confess that I underestimated your intelligence.
5: Didn't think I'd get on to your left-handed fingerprint gimmicks so quick, huh? That's right,
2: Ernie. I didn't.
5: Then asking for the address of Pauline Milford just so I'd know where she lived. Drake, you know your way around. But you've got a lot to learn.
2: Yes, you're so right. I should brush up on my psychology of the criminal mind.
5: Yeah. It's too bad you stopped the Telephone. Otherwise, you'd have gotten here. Just keep your hands up, Danton. I'd as soon plug your z. Don't tear your shirt, Bob. You're not going to plug anybody. Oh no! No,
3: that gun you're holding hasn't got any bullets in it. Are you nuts? It's loaded to the hilt. Pull the trigger and see. It's the gun we took away from you earlier this evening. And left on the table in Austin's study, isn't it? What if it is?
5: It's loaded. Now keep waving me, you fool. Do
3: you think we'd be crazy enough to leave a loaded gun around? Put it down, Ernie? Keep back or well, I don't. Inspector. You... Back... Oh.
2: You're not concentrating. I'm tired.
3: Look, Bart, let's call it a draw and go home. I can hardly see the chessmen. All right, just as you say, Inspector. Uh, by the way...
2: Don't you want to know how I knew that Ernie would try to murder Pauline Milford? Nope.
3: Who cares?
2: He didn't murder her and he's confessed to killing David Austin, so what difference does it make? In the first place, I knew that David Austin was left-handed because the stamps from the letter he wrote to Ernie were turned up in the upper left-hand corner. So what? When a right-handed person affixes a stamp to an envelope, it's the lower right-hand corner that turns up because the corner is rarely moistened. Oh, am sleepy. Therefore, I knew that the last letter Ernie received from his uncle was written by a right-handed person. That made me suspicious that Ernie had written that letter himself. Is that a fact? And since that was the only letter in which Uncle David had promised Ernie part of his inheritance... I assumed that Ernie had followed up those first letters with one of his own.
3: that oh, better mine will certainly feel good. It remained then
2: for me to prove that Uncle David had never written a letter promising Ernie part of his inheritance. Yeah, sure. And naturally, the only one who would know that would be his secretary, Miss Pauline Milford since all the letters were typewritten. Do you follow me, Inspector?
3: Uh, did you say something, Bart?
2: Naturally. None of my theories would have mattered to anything if you hadn't had the nerve to kid Ernie into thinking that that gun wasn't loaded. Sure, sure. Huh? What was that, Bart? Believe me, Inspector. Your understanding of human psychology is a 100% better than mine.
3: You don't say. Well, now... Do you mean that, Bart? I certainly do, Inspector. Well, 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 come to think of it, it was mighty clever of you the way you figured things out. Why, thank you, Inspector. Say, Bart. Yes, Inspector? The next time you get a case, are you going to call me? Why, I wouldn't think
2: of taking a case without you, Inspector.
3: Well, well. Uh, oh, Bart, you're a very nice guy. Do thank you know why you. I think so? No. Oh, yes, I do. Of course, Inspector. Why?
2: Mystery is my hobby. <laughs>